Hello, bonjour. I'm Mariette Muller, President and CEO of the World Trade Center Winnipeg. And today I'm joined by Andrea Cry, CEO of Core Renewable Energy Company. Now, I'm so happy, excited to hear from Andrea today. And plus, she is an award winner of the Spirit of Winnipeg Award in Technology Sector that was just in beginning of this year. So uh, first of all, congrats on that, Andrea, and welcome to the show. Thanks, Marriott. I'm so excited to be here today. So, Andrea, why don't you give us a sense of who Core Renewable Energy is? What kind of company? When did you start? Give us a little bit about where, you, where you're all about. What you're Absolutely. All about. So, Core Renewable Energy came to be out of my work that I was doing, uh, stemming out of my research. I was working on my PhD overseas and uh, working in remote communities in uh, rural electrification areas that were struggling um, with obvious electrification needs and in renewable energy. And I had spent, um, my background is in engineering and I had spent many years working in the field. And uh, I was called back to Manitoba to help with some community energy projects happening here. And so I came back and uh, as a result of that needed to form um, the company as it was uh, to do the work that I was doing. So I was very fortunate in that way that um, I had a purpose and a reason to really start the company and a market fit. And with that, uh, I began working with rural farming communities to help them develop their own wind energy projects at a utility scale, which had never been done before. We were really setting the precedent here in Manitoba. And uh, we we've, we started really um, working with communities. And that's why our company is founded and grounded and in, in the principles of community energy. And CORE actually stands for community-oriented renewable energy. And it has always been that way from the beginning. And as I was, I was working with these farming communities, um, I was also working and developing a technology for the company as well so that we could take it beyond just, uh, say, developing projects on that scale. Because there was a huge gap that I found overseas uh, working with rural and remote communities in that uh, that aren't grid connected and that are struggling uh, with energy. And as we know, energy security is the greatest uh, problem we are facing aside from this COVID issue right now, but it's all linked together because we've everything has been exasperated by the crisis that we're currently in, and that is energy as well. And we can see how not having access to, to affordable, uh, reliable and uh, um, green energy really puts communities uh, in a place that makes them um, not the strongest. And so what I did was really take what I was working on and researching and um, make it available. The purpose was to really make it available to those who don't have it, uh, this knowledge, and to have access to energy that would be complementary to wherever they are located. And that really was at the beginning of um, the work in smart grids, which uh, grew into smart microgrids because of the work I was doing, um, developing how different energies can be connected. So not just we're not just talking about wind by itself, but wind and solar and biomass connected to different types of storage. So we are really at the forefront of hybridizing not only the generation, but also the storage capabilities of a system that could effectively power anything from an island to your home. And we work at all of these different scales. So we develop smart microgrids for communities, for islands, for industrial parks and for homeowners who are now transitioning to what I like to say is your smart castle. So I say 
not only is your home your castle, but it is also your island because effectively you could be islanding. And effectively we are, as we are in COVID. Everybody here, we're all stuck in our homes, um, like we're all little islands. So um, that's really how our work expands across so many different sectors and fields. And, and it's all rooted in, in community and how communities can come together to live more sustainably in, in what we do. And, and I think that's a big, important thing moving forward, how we're going to move through this crisis. No, no kidding. So uh, I'm hearing you talk about from homes to islands and this, this smart castle. Uh, you are right. Uh, a lot of people are living in their smart castles these days, and it's, uh, it's a different period. Um, how was uh, COVID-19, how did that affect your company? Well, everything was sort of retracted in that we all had to go back into our own little <laughs> smart castles, that is. So everyone's working from home, everybody's remote. But the way that I structured the company from the get-go was always on sustainable practices. And that meant to reduce the amount of travel that we ever need to do so that we're not just meaninglessly traveling back in front to work wherever we go um, or, you know, making sure that what we do is very intentional. So when we drive to a site or where we go or if we have to go someplace every day, that it is done in a way that we're not emitting so much uh, carbon and excessive um you know, gases from our vehicles unnecessarily. So we're very conscientious about what we do and where we work from. And so I was very big on having virtual offices, virtual home offices, wherever you want to work from, from the get go. So we have been very agile because this has been rooted in the principles of our business being sustainable from the get go so that we aren't um, ex being excessive, but that we are do doing and working in a way that is sustainable. So the transition to the the home office or the virtual office was quite easy for us during this COVID. However, it still meant that there are a reduced amount of actual projects and things that we can pursue. Um, but also it means that we can't interact with our clients face to face and to go on site as often. So that's been the biggest challenge is that we've just had to be very patient and mindful in um, what how the impact is not being able to go to site and obviously using what we can remotely to do the assessments, the energy assessments in our projects that we need to do to design them well with that, but also to put in the caveats that we need that, you know, um, certain price quotes and certain uh, designs have to have a clause in there that say, you know, pending a site visit, uh, things like that, that we just can't get to. And so we have to put in greater estimates and greater um, contingency plans all around this in our designs and our estimates, everything. Oh, geez. Yeah, you definitely have to be innovative in that way. Um, so you're talking about the fact that at least you guys were ready in the sense that uh, the virtual work uh, workplace was already installed. But you as a mother of two young girls, uh, how's that going on? <laughs> yeah. OK, so that's a whole other story. Um, that is really interesting. I do feel more impacted, especially, I don't, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm a woman, I'm not sure, but I do feel that, um, I'm very concerned about making sure that my children are getting the education that they need, doing the activities that they need to do. Like we can't do the regular activities. We can't go to gymnastics. We can't go to, um, the playground even down the street, you know? So, uh, everything has been changed. And so I've, I've even debated putting a playground in my own backyard, but I think playgrounds are opening now. So I'm going to hold back on that. But it just means shifting so that uh, we're, we're even more agile and we're, we're moving more into what I think is 
a real new reality. And that's the model of the homeschool. Like, what if we actually have to homeschool our children for the next year? What does that reality look like? And to be very flexible and also very forgiving to ourselves, because we need to spend time with our children. We can't just, you know, put them in front of a TV screen all day. That happens sometimes. And um, I'm, I feel guilty about it. I'm sure other parents do as well. And sometimes we need to do that. But to, to really be um, flexible and understanding that, you know, you don't go to work from eight or seven till four or five or six anymore. Maybe you go to work between, you know, 10 and 12, you have a lunch break with your family and then you go back and you do some more work and then you have, you know, your coffee breaks are with your family and doing those activities. Um, I think it's important to keep some sort of routine and making sure that we still get up and go to work from home. Obviously Um, I'm quite adapted to that already. So it's not a, a big change, but it is concerning that um, I'm finding the right time to make sure that my children are having the right activities and getting the attention that they need during the day while still uh, doing what I have to do. But with that being said, I think there's room to optimize. I think, you know, the old model, the old paradigm that we're shifting from, it doesn't work anymore. And it means that we're going to find efficiencies in ways we didn't perceive because now we're not spending the time in the commute necessarily. So what are you doing with that extra time that you have? Do you go work out? Do you spend time with your children? Do you, um, you know, put more effort into the, those relationships that you're building with the people that you actually live with and and uh, the most important people in your life? So there's a whole paradigm shift coming out of this. And I'm, I think it's pretty exciting, as, as maddening as it can be. <laughs> <laughs> and for your business, like the Core Renewable Energy, you can see that as soon as you can go on sites, that will be one step uh, closer to getting more contracts and continuing moving forward. But you're right about the family um, work balance that that time that we're saving we should think about how do we want to use that time and you're you're right on about that being as as efficient but as as also uh, holistic um in the approach that we're choosing so this was a great talk uh, with andrea cry today from uh, core renewable energy the company that has won the spirit of winnipeg mm-hmm. award technology sector for 2020 so congrats again on that and thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us today andrea and best of best of courage and especially of success moving forward thank you marriott and thanks for having me on your podcast 